0: A very good evening to you, our dear listeners. This is our second episode of our question and answer segment. I believe that we are all well and we've had a great week. Allow me to pray. Father, we thank you this evening as we sit at your feet. We pray for the wisdom that comes from above, that is gentle, pure, in our lives. I pray for those in love relationships. I pray for those in marriages. Pray that you may refresh and restore our marriages our love relationships in jesus name amen i want to continue with our questions today and uh, the following questions uh, we are going to look at today the first one is uh senior reverend which temperaments are the most compatible in love relationships um thank you that is a very good question you take note that in life, usually you get attracted to someone who is the opposite temperament to you. Why? Because you you value, you emulate, you you know, you celebrate. When you look at someone who is opposite to who what you are, when you look at someone who is um who shows strengths in an area of your weakness, you want that to be compatible with you. So the most powerful single human influence on any person's behavior is his temperament, which is usually a combination of at least two temperaments, a primary and a secondary. So we have to know that every person, every individual is at least a primary and a secondary uh Uh, temperament when it comes to love relationships people are subconsciously attracted to another person's strength that that corresponds to their weakness so in other words what we are saying we said everyone is born with um uh, uh, traits, negative and positive traits. Everyone is born with a negative and positive traits. And usually, when it comes to love relationships, someone is subconsciously attracted to another person's strength, which is their weakness. Another person's strength, which is their weakness. For instance, a man with a, 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 a man who is a choleric. A, 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 a choleric temperament you take note that they've got um, a, a weaknesses that they like for instance they are not patient they they they, they are just a a a goal getter they can't be patient with people they just want results now if they meet a phlegmatic who is all the time in the world to hear your stories all the time in the world to you know to accommodate your pain, your stories, they are attracted because they are not like that. Choleric is not like that. So he's attracted to this person who is, is good all the time in the world uh, to listen to your stories. So in love relationships, unlike attract each other, the positive attracts the negative. So basically that is also a scientific, you know, proven, a truth, um, so we said yeah, a choleric who is forceful, who is a cold-getter, strong-willed, will be attracted to a phlegmatic, who is toned down, who is soft-willed, and, and the like. So usually that which is your weakness, you find it as a strength in someone, and it in invariably in, in then attracts you. But... Along the line, in the marriage, now when you're in the relationship, that thing which attracted you, for instance, of many of the problems in love relationships or in marriages, that thing which attracted you, the soft-willedness of a a, a phlegmatic, the the being toned down of the phlegmatic to a choleric now becomes a problem. Now because someone just, uh, you know, when you're now in the relationship, in the marriage, you just say, ah, why are you so toned down? Why are you so relaxed? And like the same thing that attracted you becomes a source of a marital problem. And the same thing that attracted to becomes the source of a love relationship problem. The melancholic, for instance, will be attracted to the sanguine. The melancholic, if someone is a melancholic temperament, they are negative about everything, they are they are just um, pessimistic and the like everything about them is not working. Everything around them is not working. So when now they meet someone with, a, with the, the, the with the who is a sanguine we all over the place. we hyper. Who cares for nothing? Who is just happy? They are attracted, you know. The, the the melancholic just looks at this person and say, "Wow, there's someone who is so happy. There's someone who is carefree. I'm attracted to this person." But you know what? You'll be shocked sure that the same thing that attracted you, the carefree attitude in them in the sanguine becomes a source of a problem in the relationship. Why you begin to say you are too hyper, you are too happy, you are in and, and so forth and so forth. But it's important then when it comes, you know, that's why on Monday we explained six reasons why you have to, why every Christian, why everyone actually should understand the issue of temperament so that you will basically know the person whom you are likely to be attracted to. I think it's very important. The second question is, what is the difference between character, personality and temperament? character personality and temperament i think on monday we really went a long way to try and explain that a temperament is the basic template with which you are created a temperament is the basic template with which you are created it's your genetic makeup it's how god has created you to be you know You are a sanguine, you are a sanguine, you are an extrovert, you are an extrovert, you are an introvert, you are an introvert. So like saying someone is an extrovert, an an introvert. So that's how God has created you to be. Then the character then is the product of your personality plus external influences. The character is the product of your personality plus external influences. We have to understand that character is shaped by external influences. Character is shaped in sociology. There's, uh, 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 uh a subject on so, so uh, a, a, a topic on socialization so the, the 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 external influences that shape your character can include your parental training, for instance, how you have been raised by your parents, the external influences can include your school and education, the type of school you went to the the, 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 the you know the type of education you were exposed to it shapes your character, for instance, you look at uh uh most of uh, the kids who go to uh, uh, pr- uh group a schools or to call private schools the the they, they way they they carry themselves around is is a bit different from those who go to government or public schools so it's very critical to know that character is shaped by external influences school and your education influence of friends friends can influence your character the bible says first corinthians 15 thirty three do not be deceived good character good uh, uh, good companion give you a uh, when you've got good uh, friends. They cause you to be a good person, a, a, a person of good character. But bad company spoils your character as well. So that's it, it, someone has to understand. The, 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 the temperament is inborn. In other words, it's how you've been created to be. Then when it comes to character and personality, you it's it's it's, it, it, it's influenced. Your character is shaped by your environment, your, your school environment, your family environment, your workplace environment and character changes depending on the environment in which someone is. You might find out that when someone is a young person, they've got a different character than when they now grow up meeting people of different uh, character and backgrounds as well. So it's very important. For instance, a church can influence your character and also life experiences can influence your character. So it's very critical it's very critical for um it's very critical for us to understand the difference between temperament and character your temperament you cannot change it i mean you can't change your temperament but when it comes to uh uh how then dealing with the negative effects of your temperament that's why A man called Tim Lai wrote a book on a spirit-filled temperament to to advocate for the fact that you can be able to deal with the negative traits of your temperament by allowing the Holy Spirit to influence your life, by allowing, for instance, the Holy Spirit to come and take control of your life. The third question, which is the last question for today, says, how do I deal with a partner with unpredictable mood swings? How do I deal with a partner with unpredictable mood swings? I want to say that um, mood swings are a weakness of a temperament. Mood swings. They are people with a bad, 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 bad mood swings. I mean, today the person is happy. Tomorrow they are the angriest person around town. And these people, they want to, to dance according to their tune. When they are happy, they want everyone happy. When they are sad, everyone around them becomes sad. Most of those who are of a melancholic temperament, they are sensitive. I mean, you know, and they have a variety of moods. Melancholic, they have a variety of moods. Uh, A biblical example that we normally give is that of Moses, the deliverer of Israel from Egypt. You see, the man, is somewhere in the book of Numbers, he cries to the Lord. He's angry, saying, Lord, he he, he has a a heated conversation with God and says, Lord, am 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 I the one who conceived to these people? The Bible tells us, all oh, the children of Israel, that they now complained. They now murmured against the servant of God, Moses. And Moses was could not bear their complaint. He could not carry the burden. The the, the, the people of Israel, the, the Israelites were like a burden now to Moses. So he cries, he wails, he says, God, am I the one who gave birth to these people? Am I the one who took them? Am I the one who promised it? to take them to the uh, promised land, Canaan. And the man, is his mood swings. He says, Lord, may I find favor before you? And the favor that is requesting from the Lord is favor to be killed. He says, just kill me, okay? Just kill me. When you kill me, you, you have given me favor. And so... Uh, They are sensitive and at times they are happy, at times they can be sad, like I said, the people with uh, unpredictable mood swings, if your partner, if your beloved is unpredictable mood swings, uh, you know, they see negative side of things and they are very critical, by the way, people with uh, unpredictable mood swings, they are very critical. They find it difficult to forgive when you have wronged them when you've offended someone with the vari- mood swings you know they find it difficult to forgive they carry those things and i think but there's a way you can deal with someone with unpredictable mood swings uh, number 1 they need lots of love you know i uh, love beats everything uh listeners the bible tells us that um Love covers a multitude of sins. Do you know that someone can have um a, a, a mood swings because they they you know because of the experiences they've gone through in life Someone can develop mood swings because of the painful experiences that they've gone through in in life but it, it, love covers a multitude of sins. Let me just get the verse for you. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. And I I, I want to say that um, it's not easy to love someone. Um, it's first Peter chapter four, verse eight, above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. In other words, it, it overlooks unkindness. It over, love overlooks moods. It overlooks unselfishly. You know, it overlooks selfishness. It overlooks, uh, because someone with uh, mood swings, they, they are selfish. You know, they don't think about the other person. So it's very critical. First Peter 4 verse 8, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and it unselfishly seeks the best for others. That's what love is all about. So if you have your partner, they've got terrible mood swings, love them, you know, express your love to them. You see, they are not happy. Find a way to affirm them. Find a way to encourage them. Find a way to say ways that to take them out of the zone of mood swings. I think that, 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 that that's a practical way. You know, at times you might feel you are you are at the receiving end when you are dealing with a partner with mood swings, but you will win them. Eventually, you will win them. Eventually, they will be able to angle their moods because they know that if they show the mood swings, they will be loved. You know they will be loved in the beginning you might sound out like you are losing out you might sound like you are the one begging you are the one giving in into the relationship into the the relationship but you know what just love them. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. Then the second thing is how you deal with them. It just speak the Word of God to them. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22 speaks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, you know, that's why Tim Lae advocates that everyone, to in in order to deal with the negative traits of a temperament, you need the 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 Holy Spirit, Galatians five twenty two speaks of the fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, and self control. I want to say to somebody who is hearing me tonight: if you have issues with moods, high and unpredictable mood swings, strong mood swings. You need the Holy Spirit to help you turn down to help you deal with the negative or the weakness of your character. You need the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit. When you feel like getting angry, say, Holy Spirit, help me deal with this anger. When you feel like bashing and smashing everyone, just ask the Holy Spirit for quietness in your spirit ask the holy spirit for help with your spirit tantrums when you feel like getting angry and being you know raising your tantrums at everyone just ask the holy spirit softly help me to deal with this tantrum help me to deal with this anger 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 Help me to deal with this Holy Spirit. I want to believe tonight that we are being helped by these um, uh, questions that have been uh, raised by our listeners uh, and they are addressing a lot of character issues. You cannot be in a happy love or marital relationships if you can't control your mood swings. Don't allow the flesh to overrule you. Don't allow your flesh to be above you. Don't allow your flesh to be above you. Be able to have the self-control as a Christian. I want to thank you, dear listeners, for hearing us tonight. And we want you to continue to bring more questions to us. We, in this month of February, we just decided to deal with questions to do with temperaments. Many people don't appreciate or don't acknowledge the existence of the um. A subject of temperaments, but it's real, it's practical. And the earlier you accept, the earlier you accommodate, the earlier you receive the teachings on temperaments, you will enjoy your marriage, you will enjoy your relationships. Thank you so much. Have a blessed weekend. Let's meet again on Monday. Thank you. <laughs>